to have all of you here, and I see there a little picture of Jesus in the middle of the eyeball, a little cross, and Paul wrote in Galatians that Christ Jesus, and he talked about Christ being formed in us, and I mentioned that we know that Jesus is in fact the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, and yet Paul was the only one that sort of put it in terms of Christ Jesus, almost like a, a proper name, and getting in uh, to him and him into us, and that importance. And you will read his phrase over and over. Starts it in Philippians. Starts it in all, and it, usually there, are, every one of his books somewhere he has one of those phrases where he puts Christ Jesus. And I, I don't want to make a, a huge deal about that. They're just the fact that Paul wrote it that way, almost like he knew who he was. And <clears throat> he starts off to all the saints in Christ Jesus in Philippi, and he goes on and he talks about <clears throat> how. We have to humble ourselves and we have to, uh, it, it's an inward journey and, and it's not about the outside. And, and Paul wrote uh, in the third chapter, finally rejoice in this what we're doing here tonight. And I hope you're doing it whether you're online or in the building. Taking a moment to just rejoice in him. And, and to just uh, sort of uh, plunge into his spirit and into his presence because that's what will sustain us in this last hour. That's what will sustain us when you're in the midst of prison, when you're in the midst of a storm, is to let Christ be formed in you. And he made reference there that uh, we worship God in the spirit, rejoicing in Christ. Christ Jesus have no confidence in the flesh knowing that it is not because of who we are it is not because of how great we are but it is because of who he is and our esteem is not based on my ability or my ability and what I can do but the fact that I am in his presence and then of course in this third chapter he talks about everything in his life was refuse everything was not worthy to be talked about you say well I, 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 you know, and I've had, I've heard people say, well, I want to leave my mark and I want somebody to remember me. You know, the greatest thing that you could ever do in your life is that the Lord knows who you are and knows you by name and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what's so great. The disciples made the mistake one time of coming back all excited because demons were subject to them. And he said, you know what? That's great, but let me tell you what's really important is that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And so that sense of knowing Him and, and um, that knowing Him, and I mentioned the story of Ruth uh, this morning, and it, it is a powerful story because here was a lady who was out of her culture and was out of her people and, and went there for one purpose was to find Naomi's God. I don't know what Naomi had done, 
that convinced her that her God was better than my God. And yet she moved herself to the fact that I will leave my people, I will leave my culture, I will leave, I'm sure they spoke a little different language, I will leave all of that. I will leave, I don't have any status, I in order to meet your God. And God did not disappoint Ruth. He, uh, he by hap, <laughs> when you start saying, I want to serve God, the Lord will just begin to direct your paths and lead and guide you. If you're willing to say, Lord, I want to know you. That's what I really want. And I've, I've seen folks that have, you know, uh, that journey, I begin this journey and they say, you know, I, I can't believe. And I was driving down the road and I happened to meet so-and-so. And I happened to talk. It's not happenstance. When you have a desire to know God, God will make a way for you to meet Him and know Him and be in His presence. And so then after we talked about Ruth because she started with nothing and she just had a few handfuls of grain and then on that she got on purpose and then measures of grain and then finally ends up uh, owning the field, if you will, with her husband and ends up being a progenitor of Christ, meaning that she was in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So when you think of that, here was a Moabitess woman that loved, wanted to find God and God found her. I want to tell you, you will never take a step toward God that God won't take three steps toward you. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. If you make a move and say, I want to be in his presence, God will come and meet you there. Philippians, the third chapter, goes on to say in verse 11, Paul said it like this, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now that's, you know... <clears throat> What he was saying is, uh, I want to be resurrected from the dead. And a couple things that you have to understand from that. Um, either Paul was talking about the Holy Ghost that raised him supernaturally from the dead. Or he was saying, I'm, I'm going to, I want to die. I mean, I don't think he was saying, I want to die so that I could have this. He, he was talking about having the presence. Not that I've already attained. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend. And when you read that word in, in, the, in the Greek, it, it means to catch somebody. You know, it's a... You know, if the police apprehend you, they catch you. They pursue you. <laughs> they capture you. <laughs> They're looking for you. And uh, if you're apprehended by the police, you know, there's a police chase or whatever else. You know, and we've seen some famous ones. I'll never forget <laughs> several years ago when O.J. Simpson was running from the police and they had this slow chase down the freeway. And of course, now, you know, with YouTube, you can watch all kind of police chases and all kinds of sad things. But people that, that apprehend, that's that same word here. And and Paul said it, I, I, I don't just follow after. In other words, I'm not just well, you know, if I, you know, I may go to church, I am, if I pray, if I don't, I am in hot pursuit for God. 
then that's what we're doing here. And I understand. I'm preaching to the choir on a Sunday night after Thanksgiving, and it's it's all us. And I, but whenever I fall, when I get the desire to know Him, then I want to apprehend Him. That happens in the natural as well. I mean, you know, when a, Brother Sam Daniels came in here, got to know Alicia, and before long he wanted to apprehend her. I mean, we, you know, we, we can talk about it, but that's, I want to, I want to, I want to catch her. <laughs> well, you know, and, and so Paul said, I not only follow, but I may apprehend for that which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In other words, what Paul realized is, let me tell you something. You are not the one that's just the only one pursuing God. First God, for God so loved me. God's been pursuing me. I have heard people say, I don't understand it. I just couldn't get away from it. I, I went to, you know, I, I, uh, somebody at work invited me. And somebody over here invited me. And somebody over there. And they, you know why? Because the Lord's been on our trail trying to apprehend us. And finally, Paul is like, wow, I need to pursue him as much as he's been pursuing me all this time. And you will not ever get Christ formed in you until you realize the Lord's been chasing me. I'm going to turn around and chase him. (laughs) And he said, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. How do you apprehend the Lord? Forget those things which are behind. Reach forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. What are you saying? I am saying that there is a press. There is a, you know, I I read it this morning. He gives more grace. God says in James, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then it says, draw nigh, pursue God, apprehend God. And then he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands. You sinners, purify your hearts. What are you saying? I know at times when we feel overwhelmed, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I can do anymore. And yet there are so many verses. And I mentioned this morning the story of the lady in Mark, the fifth chapter with the issue of blood that went through the press. Another place the Lord had the writer write, the the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. What are you saying? There are some times you've got to just make yourself get up and read the Bible, say something out. I'm, I'm... I'm going through it right now, Lord. I want Christ formed in me. I'm going to I'm going to pursue you for a while. You say, "Well, I don't feel God." Well, I'm coming after him. I'm going to read, I'm going to worship, I'm going to praise until I feel it. Yeah. Why? Because I'm going to apprehend the God that's been chasing me. I didn't start this thing, Lord. You're the one that drew me. You're the one that saved me. I'm coming after you now. You know where I am. You know what I'm going through. You know what thoughts the enemy is trying to bombard me with. I'm going to apprehend you, Lord. I'm going to worship you, praise you, magnify you. That's what Paul was saying. I'm going to press toward the mark. 
And sometimes that means, you know, doing something that's uncomfortable and I don't like it and I don't really want to do it. And that's not, you know, when you think of the woman with the issue of blood, that was not what she was. Oh boy, a woman and pressing and then unclean and all, all of those things. But she had one goal. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, if I can touch the hem of his garment, what's going to happen? I'm, I, that everything's going to be all right. So then Paul in this last chapter, the fourth chapter, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, those verses. Go back to rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And when that happens, the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When you start pursuing God, how do you pursue God? By talking about how great He is. By talking about how powerful He is. By rejoicing. By having a song. Playing some song. Singing a song. Having, letting the... All of a sudden, you will feel the keeping power of Almighty God, and you will be at peace. I, I, I understand. I, I it, it, you know, you say, Pastor, are you overwhelmed in this hour? I, I don't know how you can not be overwhelmed in this hour. The only way that there is a chance not to be overwhelmed is to get a hold of the peace of God. Have Christ formed in you. And that's why all of a sudden I have to come back to this. Oh Lord, why? Because I know that somehow when you came a long time ago, you came with one thought in mind, and that is that there was going to be peace, that you were going to leave on this earth. What are you saying? Let me show you what it says in the Amplified Classic. It starts the same way. It says, Rejoice in the Lord, always delight, glory. Gladden yourselves in him. Again, I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness. (laughs) Oh, man. Your considerateness. Your forbearing spirit. When I get hurting, when I'm I'm getting trouble, when I'm going through something, I don't feel like being unselfish. When I when I'm under attack, I'm like, well, Lord, why aren't you? What, huh? That's when I have to get Christ formed in me to make it through this. He said, let everybody see how unselfish you are. Well, I want to tell you something. You can't do that without the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when you're going through it, you know what? You're like me. I, you know, I'm a big baby. Huh? Why me? I don't know what. Well, I'm, you don't understand. If you knew how bad I was hurting, if you knew what, you would be kind to me. I can't believe. Huh? Oh, Lord, help Christ to be formed in me. Here's what he said. Considerateness, forbearing spirit, the Lord, he is near. He is coming soon. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Wow. 
But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving. You say, well, should I pray? Yes. Should I ask God? Sure. But make sure you're also adding thanksgiving. Continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God. That's the key phrase. What do you mean? Are, are you afraid of the virus? Well, it's real. It, it, it's terrible. I'm not afraid of it, but my point is, you know, it's all right. If you're home, trying to be concerned, I get it. You say, well, oh man, if you saw a train coming at you, you wouldn't be afraid. Sure, I'd be afraid. But I don't have any fear of anything from God. God is still in control. You say, well, the doctor's report came back. Yes, but I still serve a God. Sorry, I understand. It's real. I may have cancer, heart problems, this, that, what. But you know what? I also have God. And with God, all things. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm letting Christ be formed in me. I know in whom I believed. And he is able. Yes. Okay, here's what it is. He said, and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As Christ is formed in us, his peace begins to guard us. When you find yourself in chaos and trouble, you got to go back and say, Lord, I got to humble myself. I got to start rejoicing. Why? Because the enemy has been attacking Christ being formed in me. Because when, the, what was he? And the angel of the multitude, angel of and multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying what? Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Another place, the writer said, he came that we might have peace. <clears throat> Brother Nick Hancock read this verse in Philippians this morning about the peace of God. What are you saying? I am saying what Jesus himself said in, in John the 14th chapter. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I have with you, I leave with you. And not my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart, your emotions be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. What are you saying? I'm saying that right now we have the access to the peace of Almighty God. Regardless of the storm. Regardless of the valley. Regardless of the situation. Now, we have that right now. I want to tell you something. I taught this hyphen Bible study back a few months ago. They wanted to go through Revelation. We went through every chapter. We, we got some of them online. We're getting the rest of them online for you if you weren't there. But their sixth chapter, after the rapture of the church in the fourth chapter, the second rider that comes on the red horse, do you know what his job is? Huh? Taking back all the peace that the Lord brought down. 
This is why I don't believe that's the church is going to be here in the sixth chapter. Because Jesus said, I leave you my peace. My peace I give unto you. Can you imagine a world? Huh? Oh, you know. Thank God my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Why? I don't want to be here whenever there is no peace. When there is abs- It says that his, he was power was given on unto him that sat thereon to take peace. We're out from the world. Oh, I know. I understand. You know, I've had people tell me, oh, we're getting ready for civil war. And we're getting ready. I, I, I hear all those things. Imagine if there were no peace. You say, well, I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to protect myself. You know what? I got a better idea than that. Leaving the fourth chapter. (laughs) Get out of here. Why? I don't want to be here when there's no peace in the world. I'm not saying if you want to get a gun, get two of them. Get my three swords. I don't care how many you buy. But that's not going to protect you like the peace of God that passes understanding will protect and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'm not asking you to be foolish. Walk around, you know, say, well, I... I'm going to try to see if I can get myself mugged. I'm not asking that, but what I'm telling you is, I don't care how many guns you have, I don't care how many weapons you have, if you don't have the peace of God, you don't have anything. You know, you can say, well, I'm going to to learn how to reload. Okay, well, where are you going to get the powder? Well, I'm going to learn how to make powder. Well, where are you going to get the lead to put out? Well, I'll melt down toy soldiers. Well, what, what happens when you run out? Huh? Lord, I'm ready to take a trip. Even so, Lord, come quickly. As the peace is sucked out of this world, I want to be on that first ship, that good old gospel ship that's leaving here. And then he goes on in the fourth chapter and he talks about the keeping power. And the last thing is the supplying power because he said in the fourth chapter in the 19th verse, but my God shall positive supply all your need, not once, According to his riches and glory, how? Christ Jesus. Paul wrote in Ephesians, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? The power that works in us. He told Timothy, when Timothy became fearful and Timothy was depressed and Timothy was going through, it doesn't matter if you're a minister, it doesn't matter if you're whatever. You're going to get hit. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm telling you, you're going to get hit by something in this hour. And what did he tell Timothy? Stir up this gift. Why, Timothy? Remember, Christ has been formed in us. And then he closes up the fourth chapter of Philippians. And he says, salute every Christ in every saint. How? In 
Christ Jesus. What are you saying? I know, time's up. I appreciate all of you being here tonight, and it's just us. But what we've done tonight, and as we worship, and as we come in, and as we raise our hands, and we rejoice, you say, well, why are we doing all the rejoicing? Why are we singing? Because we're trying to help get Christ formed in us. Why? I'm a, I don't know what we're going through. Maybe jail. Maybe I'll be online. Maybe, I don't know. You say, well, oh, well, we've had this. We won't have any more people get sick. I don't know. We may have some more. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to have. But one thing I do know is what we do have, and that is Christ Jesus. And he wants to be formed in us. Sometimes I don't understand what he's doing. And I look around and I say, Lord, why? What, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? He says, I'm wanting you to just know me. Fellowship of my suffering. Oh, I understand. My suffering. And I, I know we could look at martyrs and the Old Testament and other folks and I my suffering and I look at folks that are suffering and I say well mine is not as bad as Tracy's or Tim's or Bill's or Brother Rogers or Sister Carol and I you know what whatever I'm suffering I hope it's forming something in me Lord that I may know you that I may know you that's what it's all about oh what do you mean in the midst of all of this Lord I want to know who you are. I want to feel your presence. I want to be able to rejoice in what you're doing inside of me. Let's stand. Good to have all of you here. Hallelujah. If you would like to join us and pray, you're welcome to. I salute you in Christ Jesus. Let the Lord be formed in you this week. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our